0: Okay, guys, Lethal here for, from the RV Tour. This episode, I want to have a chat about, um, you know, probably the five key things that you know you need to consider when upgrading or getting your four-wheel drive tow or whatever you want to call it, um, ready for the the uh, the experience that you're going to have when you hook on that new caravan. Um, you know, when you buy a caravan, whether it's a new one or a uh, or a used second-hand one, um, you need to make sure that that caravan um, is going to be towed correctly. And uh, we see this so many times where it's simply not uh, set up correctly. So let's have a chat. Okay, so... The, the first thing you need to consider when upgrading um, your four-wheel drive, getting it ready to tow better, is that, you know, is your vehicle's towing capacity going to be right? So, you know, you need to check with your manufacturer specs. Um, you know, that generally is on uh, a placard somewhere within your vehicle um, that's going to give you that ability to tow your vehicle safely. So on that placard, it'll have somewhere that, you know, your tow capacity is this um, and, you know, you then need to make sure that what you're buying or what you're purchasing is certainly within that spec and scope that it can do that. So that's one thing. Second thing is then you need to make sure that your tow bar um, or that the tow hitch, whatever you want to call it, so where you're going to be putting your ball onto, um, you know, has got the capacity to do it. So tow bar can be anything from 1,200 kilos through to 3,800 kilos. So depending on what capacity your vehicle has, um then aligns to what tow capacity you can put on the back of your vehicle to then pull that vehicle along the road safely and within ADR specs. So if you're not, if you're buying a, you know, a three ton tow vehicle, uh, you know, caravan, um, and it's only got your car's only got 2800 kilo or 2500 kilo capacity on the tow ball, um, tow bar, then you need to upgrade to a heavier duty tow bar to, to do that. If, so if your towing capacity is three ton or three and a half ton, then you need to make sure that your tow bar itself is three to three and a half tonne as well. So, um, you know, there's there's numerous uh, towing companies out there with tow bars, um, you know, whether it's a TAG, um, you know, TAG is probably one of the better products out there. Um, you know, then you've got Hayman, Reese, et cetera. So, and then they have an ID plate on them and you'll be able to have a look at yours. It might have to lay under the vehicle, but generally it's on the back of your tow bar. And I'll have a plate on there saying when it was built or when it was installed, and then the abilities of that tow bar, so that hitch. Um, it's not so much just the bar itself; it's the hitch as well. So you need to make sure that your hitch has got the ability to tow your vehicle within that specification. If it's not, then you need to fix it. So because just because you've got a tow ball on the back of your vehicle and you've got a car that can tow, doesn't mean that you're legally allowed to tow that vehicle. And there's more and more inspection stations checking out vehicles, and one of the things they check at is the capacity to tow, and the capacity to hold that vehicle safely. So, you look know, if you're not sure, you know, hit me up in, in uh, you know in the comments, and uh, I'll certainly put you in the right direction to a couple of people that we can certainly get that checked out for you. Um, if you're not okay with doing it, you know, we can certainly help you out. So that's not a drama at all. So, make sure, like I say. It's, it's one of the first things you need to check, but it's making sure that your towing vehicle has the capacity and the ability to do what it needs to do to tow that new caravan down the highway. A lot of people transfer from an older caravan to upgrade to a new caravan. Newer caravans these days, some are lighter, but some are heavier, um, you know, specifically when you start getting up around that 19 foot um, and above. So please just make sure that you've got the adaption to do that because there's nothing worse than having to leave your vehicle sit on the side of the road because the Department of Transport or whoever, uh, whatever state you're in in this great country then don't allow you to travel further down the highway, which, you know, you might only be heading home, but it could be so at the start of your trip and all of a sudden you can't go on your trip. So have a think about it, um, and if you need anything, like I said, I'll put some comments in, in, in the, the, um, the information down below. Hit me up and we'll sort it out for you okay so we've got your vehicle can now tow the vehicle Um, you need to now consider you know weight distribution so it's important to consider this when you're setting up your tow vehicle because weight distribution in your vehicle to your to whatever you're towing um, needs to make sure that that load is you know evenly distributed across the vehicle Um, and then you know That's going to then transfer to your, to your trailer to avoid you for, you know, to, to carry out the fishtailing or the, um, you know, the swaying, et cetera, that you'll see. You'll, you'll drive down the road many times and you'll see someone traveling 90 Ks, 100 Ks with a caravan on the back and the things all over the road, you know, um, that is not set up properly and that person needs to stop because they're only going to end up on their roof somewhere, um, and they're going to hurt themselves, their pride, or potentially they're going to injure other people on the road. So, um, Setting up your vehicle, um, and the easiest way to do this is, again, is just ma- making sure that your balance of your vehicle, your weight distribution is balanced out between your caravan and your and your vehicle. Um, easiest way to do it is if your caravan on the back of your vehicle and you hook it up and you put it on your hitch in the back of your car or the front of your caravan is sitting on the ground, then something's wrong. So it's not set up right, um, and you know you need to then talk to your supplier, whoever you're buying your caravan off, to help you organise. Or your prior to it is that you install, you know, weight distribution hitches, etc. So you've got to get that distribution, you know, more even, so that your vehicle is sitting level, so that when you're travelling down the highway, um, it's one thing to be driving down the highway with it following you, but it's when you lane change, etc., the vehicle just follows you. You want to be able to get to your destination with that caravan still behind you, but it's also when you're braking, et cetera, because the vehicle will not be pushing. It'll be pushing you down the road instead of braking and helping you brake to, to stop your load. So weight distribution hitches, you know they're, they're anywhere from $700 to $1,500, but that's an insurance policy to make sure that when you're travelling, you're not going to get those um, interferences or those issues that you're, you know you're driving with. Um, you know, to make sure that um, your vehicle's got the adaption to do what you need to do properly. So, like I say, it's critical. need to make sure. it. And if you've got to do a pre-test before with the, the company, you're buying your caravan off or whatever, go around and hook it up to one that's similar because yours mightn't be ready. Check it out. See what your angles are um, and just make sure that the balance between your caravan and your vehicle is going to be right same as when you load up you want to be making sure that you put your loads in your vehicle over your your axles etc so anything that's in your tow vehicle the weight should be evenly distributed over that so the back of your vehicle is not going to be down and then your tow vehicle to your your caravan is then got the same thing you don't put all the weight of your caravan you know you can put as much to want over the front section because that'll spread it over the you know the the drawbar weight but you certainly don't go putting all your weight down the back of the caravan just because your bed's down there. So it's a little bit of playing, it's a little bit of testing, um, it's a, but you know those little things to, to help you set up is going to give you the ability to make sure that, like I say, when you get to where you're going to go, your caravan's still behind you. So there's nothing worse than getting up to 80 ks on the highway and your caravan's trying to pass you on the highway. So have a think about it. Well, like I say, essential next step is to make sure that your weight distribution is right so you may need to install a distribution hitch or you may have to just rethink the way that you're going to be towing this thing but again that's probably the next step for you all right so 99.9 percent of caravans camper trailers etc these days come with electric brakes so you need to make sure that your vehicle is set up to connect your, when you connect your harness up, your your, your 12-pin connector or a 7-pin, if it's an old school still. Um, but when that connector's connected, you've got the, the module or the towing module controlling your brake pressure. So when you're braking, your caravan's braking. It's nothing worse than not having the electric brakes working on a caravan. If you've got three ton behind you, um, it's going to push you down the highway quicker than you can sort of you know, open a beer and, and uh, you know, sit down and watch television. These are critical things in your vehicle. The trailer brakes need to be set up. These brakes help you slow down the trailer and preventing it pushing you forward. So, you know, specifically, in, you know, in sudden stops, if you have to slam on that brakes quickly, you're going to get out of control very, very quickly if you don't have your electric brakes set up. So, you know, make sure that, that the trailer brakes are set up um, they're in, you know, they're in a good working order and they're maintained. You know, every year when you have your service, your trailer brakes should be all serviced. Um, and part of that is they check all the electronic componentry of it. Um, there's a multitude of systems now. Probably the best system out there for ease of, ease of use is called Electric Brake. Um, it's a module that goes onto your caravan. It's connected up through a harness. Um, and then it's Bluetooth connected to uh, a little handheld device that you can mount on your dash. Gives you all the control of the old school, the slide, um, controller or the, the typical ones like the red arcs and so forth. But, you know, they've got to be hardwired into your vehicle. Um, and, you know, it just takes a little bit of, a little bit of that cost out of the, the factor when you're setting up. The good thing about that I like about it is you can then transfer, you can, you can tow with your wife's four wheel drive or you can tow it with your four wheel drive and all you're doing is taking the hand controller with you. You're not worrying about what's set up in your vehicle. So, um, a very, very, very simple. Um, device Um, but you know if you've got red arc or if you've got the old school the old school are phasing out you don't see many of them today the the old box that sits under the dash with a slide controller on it Um, you know you need to make sure specifically more these days is that you know like i say these caravans are getting heavier um, and you need to be able to adjust that brake controller um, between you know the harshness or the softness of when you're braking because um just everyday braking, you know, when you're slowing down for an intersection or, you know, a roundabout or so forth is not too bad. But if you've got to stand on that brake, again, you know, you want to be able to make sure that that caravan's not going to push you through the intersection or push you through, through into the cars that have stopped in front of you because, you know, accidents happen so quickly. Um, and, you know, you need to make sure that, that that's set up correctly on your tow vehicle. So on the caravan side of it, it's just like I say, it's maintaining it's someone pulling off those wheels each year, checking to make sure that the magnets are working, um, making sure you've got still got good brake pads on there, bearings are all, all correct. Um, and then they check remotely that the controller on the box on the vehicle is working the way that the manufacturer um has, you know, segmented. So there's nothing worse than you putting your foot on the brake and you think the trailer behind you is gonna break. When you know half of it's worn out, or one side's not working, or it's locking up, or you know, um, you know, all those things become uh, an issue, and those things become uh, a hindrance when you're trying to stop that vehicle. So, you know, towing, you know, the towing trailer brakes, <coughs> pardon me, towing trailer brakes are a big part of what you need to do. So just make sure that they're you know they're all in good working order. Righto, we're up to number five, I think. So these are a couple of little ones. We'll only, we'll only glance over this, but um, you know, again, they're critical um, because what's behind you, you need to see what it is. So the two things I'm talking about here are reverse cameras. So they're a, a, a camera system that you can see behind yourself when you're backing up your tow vehicle to your caravan um, so you can actually see the ball. Um, so you're guiding yourself up because like I say when these things are parked you've got three tonne it's pretty hard to move some of these dual axles and so forth so you want to be able to tow get your tow vehicle as close as you can to that um, and with the systems these days you can pretty much put your tow ball straight under the, the tow, or your tow hitch straight under the tow ball so you then have one also on the back of your caravan so you again you can see what's behind your caravan once you're hooked up and you're reversing into you know caravan spots or caravan parks or you know, back in the driveways and so forth, you can see what's behind you. A, you still need a spotter um, and you still need someone to give you a bit of guidance, but it gives you a bit of reassurance that you can see what's behind you. You can also then have a two-way camera on the back, so you've got to follow me so you can actually see what's behind you when you're traveling down the highway and you can sort of give you an idea what's in lanes because the depth of perception or what we class as, you know, what your mind or what your eyes can see to what's actually physically behind you. Distances could be different um, to what you're physically seeing. So, um, you know, reverse cameras again, they're cheap these days. There's not a lot of money in it. You can get wireless systems. The wireless ones do get a little bit of interference and so forth. hardwired one is is by far better, um, but it just adds the, the cost up because you know again, labor's the biggest part of these. A you know reverse camera system these days is only three or four hundred dollars for a you know a dual system, but you know you you you'll rack up the time in labor because it takes a long time to run the cabling, etc., to make sure that these are all right. So some of them have an interface that can run into your stereo. So you can utilize the car stereo. So your your screen, your touch screen that you play your music on can then have a reverse camera on it. Or most ones these days um they just a replacement screen that goes over your rear vision mirror. So the rear vision mirror becomes a screen um and it just has an adaptive uh, another screen that goes over the top of it, so they just piggybacks on it. So, tow, whatever you want to call them, accessories, um, by far another little safety issue um, that, that's just going to take that hindrance out of it and give you a little bit more peace of mind to know what's behind you when you're reversing um, and and making sure that that's it. The other one is these days is a lot of people going back to the 60s and 70s used to be able to get a you know, little strap-on side mirrors and so forth so you can see down the side of your vehicle. There's a couple of good brands out on the market now. Uh, MSA is the product that I like. Um, these systems replace your existing mirror, um, and these give you the ability to then drive around normally with no caravan on the back. But when you get a caravan on or, or anything that's on wider than your vehicle, simply just pull the arms out and all of a sudden you've got that extended mirror um, without having to get out and strap things on, etc. So they're still electric. They still have your, all your things that your current model vehicle has in it. They still do all those things. Nothing changes. Um, and, and, you know, it just takes that ease and gives you that peace of mind. So mind you, things beside you, things behind you, you need to be mindful that they're there. So little things that you can buy um, now through your caravan repairer or dealer um, to help you do that is by far you know just another accessory that's a must have and it's something that you have to have on your vehicle. So again, when you're picking up your vehicle, make sure you got these things on before you go so you're ready to tow. Okay. So one I want to talk about now a lot of people forget about this. Um, I think it's the the hooning part or the you know the young guy with his four drive, etc. But it's a big part these days. You know, when you're upgrading your, your four-wheel drive to tow your, your caravan or your camper trailer better, um, you know, you need to make sure that it's got the ability to do that. And engine tuning these days is becoming second nature. Um, if, if you've got an older vehicle, even the newer vehicles, um, you then have intercooler upgrades and transmission coolers are the, are the three key things that you need to talk to. Engine tuning does one thing. Yes, it increases horsepower, but the biggest thing it does is it increases your torque, providing you that power when you need it to tow those loads. Um, You know, uh, a a tune these days just balances your engine out. A manufacturer has everyone set at a one set pace. Um, Every vehicle that they manufacture has the same adaption, the same abilities put into it. Um, What we do when we tune vehicles is that we just manipulate that to give you the variances that you need to. So when you're driving around with nothing on the back, it does this. When you put the weight on the back, it does that. You know, does this better. So it does two. Th- you know, it does a couple of things differently. What it does do is it gives us the ability to set power and torque in the ranges that you need to. Um, but it then gives the adaptation to the rest of the car to drive that distance that you need as well. So things like transmission shift patterns, etc. Even though we don't tune the transmission or such. Um, it changes the way that or the dynamic around the transmission because it's now got the torque to do what it needs to. You'll, you'll be driving your vehicle without the tune in it and you'll feel it hunting or, or chasing gears, so up and down the gearbox, etc. cetera. Um, it won't do that anymore. You'll, you'll have all the power to go up and down hills. You're not going to be chasing gears around all day. It lowers emissions. It gives you better, better fuel economy, um, but it also lowers exhaust gas temperatures and so forth because the balance of the engine is just so much better. By getting horsepower into your engine, you also need to get it there, uh, or get the the power quicker there. And the easy way to do that is just simply by upgrading your intercooler. You'll see that your temperature may flare, you know, you know, ten to thirty to forty degrees more when you're towing, and that's because the air that it's sucking in around the radiator is being cooked because the intercooler is not sucking enough air. So it's 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 like me putting. Um, I, I use the analogy of you trying to run with your hands, someone with their hands around your throat. You can't breathe properly. You don't go as hard as you would if you can have it breathing, you know, as your, your mind and, and your throat wide open and you're getting everything you need to. So the cooler they can get the air into the vehicle, the more it's going to run uh, more productive for you. But it's also going to, again, the emissions and, and so forth come out of it. You, you get rid of what they call heat soak out of the engine. So you're making your engine run cooler. Um, and it's giving you the adaption that you need to to make that horsepower to then drive those wheels to push you down the highway. Another thing that gets really, really overheated in vehicles when you're towing is your transmission. Now, a typical transmission cooler that's on a factory um, uses a um, um, what they call a heat exchanger or oil cooler that's bolted to the block of the engine. So there's your heat transfer straight away. It's getting cooked by the, the temperature that you're overheating your engine by and that then has those two lines run through the bottom of your tra- bottom of your radiator, and then back in and out and back through your cooler. So, it's not getting anywhere near the airflow that it needs to, um, because there's no airflow under your vehicle, and any air that's under there is extremely hot. Some automatic transmissions will run up to 750 or 1,000, you know, degree temperature. Once they get up around that temperature, they start getting into heat soak mode. They start throwing fault codes, and all of a sudden. doing internal damage to your transmission so we get rid of that system off the side of your engine we we mount a a a factory uh, oem spec um cooler onto the front of the the car onto you know just behind the the in between the radiator support panel and your grill assembly Um, it then has brand new thicker hoses um proper cooling hoses that then run to your transmission and your transmission then feeds that oil in and out of that. So it's now getting airflow past it that's coming from the front of your vehicle before it gets anywhere near, um, you know, your radiator or your engine. So you've got cool air running through there, and that then cools your oil temperature so the oil circulating through your transmission can be anywhere up to 200 degrees cooler. Um, and what's that doing? It's giving you longevity out of your transmission. You pull transmissions down. We We, we see it many times where someone hasn't done it, you pull it down and the oil you can smell it it's, it's like walking into an Italian um, you know fish and chip shop that hasn't changed its oil for the last 30 years it's burnt it's black and it's gnarly and uh, you know that's just so bad for the internals of your transmission so transmission in a cooler uh, sorry transmission uh, cooler upgrade in a cooler upgrade and then you know modulating that through an ECU remap or an ECU module um, adaptive box. Um, gives you a lot better um, opportunity to regulate what you need to do and prevent your vehicle overheating, and you know, extending the life of your vehicle. So, yes, it's good when your vehicle's towing, but it's also when your vehicle's not towing. It's also you know, helping you around town. So, big part of that uh, phase in getting your tow vehicle ready is making sure that you're not going to do any damage to your vehicle. Uh, The last one, and, you know, it's something that we don't want to underestimate because it's an integral part of it is that you now have to drive your tow vehicle with something that can be anything up to 20, 25 foot long behind you. So all of a sudden, um, you know, your vehicle becomes three metres to, you know, an eight-metre dimension, um, which throws in – you know throws you in a you know a whole different world of possibilities for accidents and mishaps and so forth so you know we 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 hear of it a lot um and you know i'm not i'm not belittling anyone but in this day and age with the cost of everything a lot of people walk to work e-scooter to work cab you know uber to work bus to work train to work they do that all year um it's what these people do and you 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 people have got to work. You've also got to get to work and get home from work. So you take the ease out of it or you take the cost out of it by not driving your everyday vehicle, which is your everyday vehicle is your tow vehicle. You then get in that for two weeks of the year and you hit the open road. Well, you haven't done that every day. So, you know, you need to do, and there is awareness, um, driver awareness, you know, um, courses out there and people that teach this to give you what you need to do in, in that scenario that if something goes wrong, because you can't just throw a carry-on on the back of a Ford Ranger or a 79 Series or whatever and expect to just go belting up to, you know, Townsville for the night. Um, you know, you'll probably get there, but you'll cause merry hell behind you because, you know, you're just not used to doing anything. So, you know, you need to make sure that, you know, you've got the practice or you've got the ability, and you need to do that on different types of terrains, driving conditions, et cetera. You know, if you're going to go up the highway and then you've got an off road caravan and all of a sudden you're going to scoot 30Ks up and off road um, with all sorts of, you know, things that are, can, can go wrong along the way, you need to make sure that you've got to do that. So consider taking a course or, con- you know, seeking advice from experienced four drivers. There's a multitude of people out there um, and, you know, they're there to help and they're there to give you, you know, what you need, which is confidence. But it's also the ability, or I use adaption a lot, but it gives you the ability to do what you need to do when you've got your you know, your family in your vehicle. Um, and the last thing you want to be doing is getting yourselves into a predicament where all of a sudden you have an, have an accident and you're stuck on the side of the road somewhere because you haven't had that awareness to do what you needed to do in that situation. So make sure that, um, you know... You are capable of doing and you know you got to take the whole ego out of this um not everyone can tow a caravan there's a lot of people that can't um and towing a caravan is one thing the second thing is you've got to back that up most of the time where you go you've got to reverse that caravan so a lot of caravan parks you can't just drive into a spot and unhitch and go how fantastic it is you might have to back in between two caravans or a caravan and a tree or you know, polls, et cetera. So you need to make sure that you're practicing how to do that because the more you practice, the better you're going to get at it. And, uh, you're never going to have a hassle when you're out and about. So have a think about that. Have a look at, you know, on, on, you know, the, the typical Facebook channels and so forth and, and see where you can get yourself that ability to do that. There's places that I know in Brisbane, they do it at the exhibition grounds. There's a couple of companies that do it there. Um, but you know, there's certainly places out there that you can go, um, to to make sure that you know you're going to be able to tow that vehicle. Like I say, you're not going to leave yourself stranded on the side of the road with a you know a caravan on its side and, a, and an upset family not going to be able to do what they wanted to do. So plan your trip. Part of that planning is making sure that you can do what you can do. Okay, so I hope you got something out of that. Um, I know it's you know, it's it's not a lot, six or seven parts, but those six or seven parts are critical to what gives you and your family peace of mind to know that when you've gone down to the caravan centre, you've gone to that person's house to pick up your new caravan or your used caravan, that you're going to be able to hook it on, it's going to look right, it's going to do all the things that you need to do, and then when you drive off, you've got everything. You've got brakes, you've got mirrors, you've got reverse cameras, And that caravan's following you down the road. You're going home. Um, When you get home, there's nothing more proud of than you. you got your neighbours out the front looking at your sexy new caravan and you just back it up your driveway. So, you know, they're all things that come second nature after a long time. But, you know, it's it's what you need to do to make sure that you're ready for it. There's nothing better than going on the road and having a travel or, you know, the, the RV tour, as I keep calling it, but it's giving you that ability to go on that open road and have a great time, knowing that the caravan behind you is going to be there when you pull up. You're going to hook it up in the, into the, uh, you know, pull up in the uh, the pad on the side of the road or the or the free camp or the caravan park, and you're going to set it up and your family are going to have a great time. You're going to sit back with a bevvy and go, I've done those 300 ks today and I don't even feel tired. You know, it's it, it's nothing more rewarding than getting out and about in this land. And, and having a caravan hitched behind you or a camper trailer or you know whatever you've got, um, knowing that you've done it safely and that vehicle that you've you've you bought over the time or you purchased for this this job has done exactly what you wanted to do and you listened to those six little comments that Lethal told you to say, hey, this is what I need to do to make sure that you know more wife and kids are safe. Please, I can't say it more, just stop and have a look at your tow vehicle and check these six things out and make sure that the vehicle's right and then mostly you're right as well because there's nothing wrong and like I say, take the ego out of it. There's nothing wrong putting your hand up to say, I struggled to reverse or I struggled to change lanes or I struggled to hitch the caravan up. You know, there's people here that can help you and, you know, start first and foremost with your experts and the guys at the caravan place that you're buying it with are probably the experts. There's enough of them there generally that do this all day, every weekend. But, you know, Just stop and think: Am I going to be able to do this? Keep my family safe and feel good knowing that I've just taken my family away for a beautiful weekend, a beautiful two-week trip, or we're now going to do a lap of Australia. So, if you can't get it by the time you get back to the end of the lap of Australia, then you're never going to get it. But you know, I have faith in you all. You're certainly going to sit down with a beer, listen to this podcast, um, and you know you're going to get yourself ready for that trip, and you're going to make sure that your tow vehicle's good to go. So. My motto says, you know, I've got a couple of mottos, you know, well, here we go. Um, but, you know, don't just sit there, get out and get about it. So uh, thanks until next time. Uh, it's been great listening, you know, having the listeners come back to me and the feedback. This is how I got this one. A lot of people come back to me and said, what do I need to tow my vehicle? But, you know, we're, we're listening to what you say. We love that you're liking us and subscribing us, sharing us where you can. But, guys, I really, really feel proud of the RV tour. We're going places. So keep sending me those requests. Keep sending me those, you know, the questions. Um, we'll bring up a few more celebrities. Um, I am getting over the uh, the illness uh, that I've been, unfortunately, dealt with. But um, it's going to be with me for the rest of my life, and it's how I manage it. So, again, I thank my wife. Uh, she is such a strong part of my life, and, uh, you know, she's my rock, and she's the one that keeps me going. So, Thanks to her, thanks to the team that are treating me at the QE2 hospital here in Brisbane. But guys, get out there and, and enjoy it because you never know, you just never, never know.